This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Last week, the rumors were flying that Apple was going to sign a deal with Kia to make electric cars at Kia's assembly plant in the U.S. We told you to take that with a grain of salt because it didn't really pass the smell test to us. And sure enough, today Kia and its parent company Hyundai denied they were in talks with Apple. But why did it take them nearly a week to deny the rumors? This has all the makings of a stock scam. Kia's stock shot up 61% last week on the news. Today, it fell 15%, wiping out $5.5 billion in shareholder value. No doubt somebody made a lot of money on these rumors. Well, that chip shortage, which is crippling production in the global auto industry, is not getting better, it's getting worse. And here's another reason why supplies are low. Automakers mostly use chips that are made from older, cheaper 8-inch wafers. And chip makers haven't been investing in that older technology. While the plants are now ramping up investment, it could take months before they can come online. You may be wondering why automakers don't use newer chips instead. Well, that's because the testing and validation that goes into developing cars takes several years. And that automatically means that car companies cannot use the latest chips. And the chip industry follows Moore's Law and generally comes out with a new chip every 18 months. Here's something we find very intriguing. Porsche is looking at making cars in Malaysia. Yeah, you heard that right, Malaysia. According to a report from the Edge Weekly, Porsche is partnering with Inocom Corporation, a subsidiary of the Malaysian conglomerate Siam Darby. Porsche reportedly wants Malaysia to be its Asian manufacturing hub. But we wonder why Porsche isn't looking at China. One reason may be that Malaysia has a free trade agreement, so Porsche could ship cars there tariff-free. And maybe Porsche is thinking in geopolitical terms and doesn't want to be in China just in case things get a little too hot there at some point in the future. want to know what drives your testing OTA connected car diagnostics remote testing intrepid control systems is here to help you work from anywhere intrepid control systems driven by your data The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. In terms of sales and profit, you could call the transit van the F-150 of Europe for Ford. The automaker keeps coming up with more ways to spin off more variants and unlock more value. 
We recently reported how Ford came out with a beefier, three and a half ton version of the van. And now it's using that setup for a new high capacity transporter. The vans feature an extended chassis and curtain side box, allowing them to carry up to 10 Euro sized pallets, even with a sleeper pod. Two two liter diesel engines with different power outputs and either a standard six speed manual or six speed automatic drive the front wheels. And for long haul fleets, there's an optional larger fuel tank as well. The new Transit chassis cab is available now across Europe. You know, we talk about electrification of vehicles for the land and for the air all the time, but now let's turn our attention to the seven seas. Emission regulations at ports and at sea are getting stricter as well, and the supplier ZF now offers a complete hybrid driveline for boats. It recently expanded its portfolio in hybrid transmissions, but also provides the motors, propellers, and all the power electronics and controls. The new parallel hybrid system allows more motors to be added on, which produce between 150 and 750 kilowatts of power. And just like on a car, a hybrid setup on a boat not only pollutes less, but also provides more power than a conventional engine. We'd like to wish a happy belated birthday to Rolls-Royce's emblem, the Spirit of Ecstasy. It turned 110 over the weekend. The sculpture was created by a gentleman named Charles Sykes and was actually a reinterpretation of another sculpture Sykes had done called Whisper for Lord Montague, which he then used as a mascot for his Rolls-Royce ghost. Not long after Lord Montague was seen around town with his new emblem on his rolls, other owners started adopting their own. And funny enough, to protect itself from these, quote, unsightly additions, the automaker commissioned the Spirit of Ecstasy, and it's now the defining feature on all of its vehicles. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey, Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game, Borg Warner, Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. And by SAP Industry Cloud for Automotive. You know, we keep wondering when we're going to see the sales of passenger cars in the U.S. market hit bottom. But it hasn't happened yet. Last month, sales of pass cars fell by 50,000 units, or 17%. They now account for only 22% of all sales. And even the best-selling pass cars, the Toyota Camry and Corolla and Honda Civic and Accord, posted notable drops. One of these days, this segment has to stop falling, and when it does, we'll let you know. Meanwhile, sales of trucks, like the Toyota Tacoma, just keep on climbing. And we just had a TRD 4x4 double cab come through the Autoline garage, and it's easy to see why trucks hold so much appeal. This thing feels like it can get you through anything. The ride and feel are extremely rugged. It's three and a half liter V6 with 278 horses and 265 pound-feet of torque provides plenty of power, but you really have to put your foot into it. It's pretty noisy too, especially at highway speeds. But this truck shines in off-road conditions. Its four-wheel drive system with a two-speed transfer case, locking rear diff, Bilstein shocks, and multi-terrain crawl control 
can take you up and down the steepest trails, through deeply rutted two tracks, and over bumpy rock piles. But you have to pay a premium for this kind of capability. The Tacoma we drove had a sticker price of $46,600, including over $9,000 of options and the destination charge. But the hardcore off-road segment keeps growing. Ram recently unveiled the T-Rex, and GMC is reviving the Hummer brand with a serious off-road electric. But the truck that really dominates the segment is the Ford Raptor, which just got a really big do-over. That's why we invite you to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday, when our guest will be Tony Greco, the program manager at Ford for the Raptor. We got a bunch of questions from you last week when we had Tony Roma, the chief engineer, on the Cadillac V-Series Blackwing cars. We'd like to repeat that. So if you've got questions about the new Raptor, send an email to viewermail at autoline.tv or send us a tweet to at autoline. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow.